This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve once again welcome back returning champion and fellow unctuous Philistine Chris from Channel 83. This time we find ourselves in Gotham to discuss Abel Ferrara's seminal vesicle, King of New York from 1990, starring Chris Walken, a scene-stealing performance by Lawrence Don't Call Me Larry Fishburne, David Caruso, and minor roles for Wesley Snipes, Giancarlo Esposito, and Steve Buscemi. Join us as we sip on a few adult beverages and discuss why Jade is the better David Caruso vehicle, get treated to a Freddy Rock Me Tonight for Old Time's Sake Jackson appearance that G-Baby was particularly fond of, and discuss the importance of fusion cuisine through the lens of the burrito in an ever-evolving world. A nickel bag gets sold in the park, we want in. Yo man, you ever get the feeling you was being watched? Let's wax this king of new porpoise. Tonight. <laughs> oh, just wait. Uh, welcome back to Waxing the Porpoise. Uh, we are gathered here once again discussing this time episode 56, King of New York from 1990. Uh, tonight, you got myself as usual, Jim G. Baby. Look, mommy, the rhino's getting too close to the car. And to my virtual right, the usual suspect, Steve. You get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody. <laughs> Crossing guard going, grab an eight-year-old's ass over here. <laughs> Hello, Dude, real cops. Underrated movie. Dirty way. work. Check it out. So fucking funny. Yeah, man. That's one I could anytime. And then, of course, returning champion, the man who selected this film for us to watch that we'll be discussing this eve. Once again, we have Chris from Channel 83. Uh, please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. Sorry, Daddy. <laughs> Hello. How's it going, man? <laughs> Good. Was that a coincidence, or did you just have that potted up ready to go? Oh, I had it ready to go. So, yes. Before I literally said that right when we started recording? No, 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 I had it, I had it planned. So it was just wow. a fun... A fun Piece of happenstance. Yeah, synchronicity. Dude, Dude I gotta we should leave that beginning bump. part before the intro where that <laughs> the fucking just so Speaking of uh synchronicity, one of the things you guys Jim fucking lost it over Bitch magazine. <laughs> bitch media. <laughs> or bitch media, yeah. I was looking through some old newspapers oh, no. like, for something completely different, and I found stumbled upon this article that says but since the mid 1990s bust and several other independent independent magazines with titles like bitch moxie <laughs> bamboo girl i was like what the fuck are the odds that bitch media is in this old ass newspaper article when you guys just were talking about that and i've never heard of it before <laughs> dude that's funny so it's just a publication just called bitch <laughs> yeah i guess I, i'm pretty sure it's the same thing that's awesome that, that'd be it's so gotta funny. be under like the, the uh, bitch media umbrella at least yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep good old monica castillo 
Another one from that episode that I thought, because uh, I've heard you use uh, Philistine before, the 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 phrase unctuous, unctuous Philistines. Philistines. Yeah. Very shallow, unctuous Philistines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, that. A, that's like the worst or the weirdest like usage of unctuous in that uh, respect. But that and Philistines together, I was like, yeah. I bet Chris is just like, mm, what? Chris Hansen actually uses the word unctuous a lot. Does really? he? Yeah, he sure does. Huh. I feel like people that that would use unctuous would also use the word cloister with like a high regularity. That's those two words. I don't something about them. I just don't like them. Well, I've got I've got two fun shitty reviews for this one. One I like more than the other. We could start with one. And then I can save one for the end for fun, if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm down. Um, so this review comes comes on behalf of a, a person named Golden Calf. One out of five stars. The title of their review just says, Dumb Movie. And then the full <laughs> description says, Would probably appeal to 13-year-old wannabe gangsters, wannabe cops, and Charger fans from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to explain that one to me. I don't get it at all. I love the just random swipe at the end. Wait, what's what's the last sentence? I'm, I'll just read the whole thing. Would probably okay, yeah. appeal to 13-year-old wannabe gangsters, wannabe cops, and Charger fans from L.A. <laughs> yeah, I don't... The, the Charger fr- fans from L.A., has got to be there's some a cultural significance between San Diegans and LA people. Well, there the Chargers are I, in LA now. To be fair, I know, right? And they were in they were in SD forever. So, but I wonder what that that r- remark is that they're sniping at. I'm not. <laughs> I don't it's know. it's way it's it's hyper regional. I bet, but uh, this person I mean, wrote a review. That probably just means they're like bandwagon, like fake ass Charger fans. I think this person was just having a day and <laughs> needed one more person to insult for the trifecta. Like, I've got the wannabe gangsters. I've got wannabe cops. Oh, the fucking Chargers fans. fans of my town. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that one made me laugh. Right on. How uninspired, though, for your subject line to be dumb, dumb movie. movie. <laughs> Come on. Uh,. I think you're going to like the other one I got. This has okay. you written all over it. Okay, cool. Let's sit on it so yes. I get nice and tuned up for it. Um. <laughs> get off my plane. Um, I had a couple people like that. Your dad's episode came out today. That's one of the things when we release and then record the same day, it's hard to capture like the feedback for the next episode, you know? Maybe we should think about offsetting a little bit because I had a bunch of people were like, oh, shit, I wanted to. I had a question about Steve's dad. So those will come in like uh, on the back end. You see what I mean? Yeah. But uh, hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess at, at some point, I think I, I maybe I don't remember. I bashed West Texas because Logan is from Texas. Well, I think Goulish it's because he mentioned. I think it's because he mentioned El Paso as being like the shittiest town yeah. to be in. You were just asking him about potential shitty places that he would have oh, been okay. assigned to go. 
Yeah. I think because uh, Logan was like, bitch, keep West Texas out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Any hoodles. Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Nothing but good about yep. West Texas. Dalhart's a if fine you town. If you don't love El Paso, I mean, Juarez is right there across the border, so. It's true. Um, okay, so this was a first-time watch, King of New York from 1990, directed by a one Abel Ferrara. Did you ever seen this, Steve? No? Nope. Had uh, you ever I, even heard of it? Uh, I, I don't believe so. The, the few times it's come up, I always think of Suicide Kings, which I think I have seen a million years ago, but nothing about this seemed familiar to me at all. Word. Yeah, this is one I've, I, upon watching it this time, I realized I'd only seen uh, small slivers, or maybe I did watch the whole thing and I only remembered small pieces, but I only clearly remembered a couple parts of Larry Fishburne, which I still loved, uh, David Caruso getting got, and then the the nickel bag in the park I want in, you know, that, that little thing at the beginning with, uh, where he takes out the Italians. Um, but yeah, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised. I think I always mixed this in my head with like that early nineties milieu of like new Jack city, um, like colors, uh, juice movies like that, like that are pretty, pretty violent, like, focus on like the gang aspect and like the, the back and forth, like the good guys and the bad guys. And, uh, but yeah, I I like this one a lot. What do you, what do you think, Steve? Um, I liked it. I don't, I don't think it was a particularly good movie, but I enjoyed it. Um, right on. I think think. if I could just give a quick little reasoning for that, it, it felt like the sequel to a better movie that doesn't exist. <laughs> there, I just feel like there was a lot of missing context. Like, yeah, there were so many cool characters in it that mm-hmm. you didn't really get to dive too deep into, you know, Steve Buscemi. First of all, he's only in it for like five minutes. Um, <laughs> Test tube. That was his name in the credits. <laughs> yeah. I would have, I would have loved to have seen the history between him and all these other gangs. Like what led to all this kind of, animus or him and the cops like why him and these cops hate each other right would have loved to see Lawrence Fishburne like more of his sort of character development I felt like I was watching a sequel you know that I hadn't ever watched the first one but I don't know it could have just been if they made it a little longer to develop some of the characters a little bit more I think that would have helped too if, if not a full prequel but yeah Christopher Walken is a weird dude and he dances like a maniac <laughs> so weird and real quick before we move on, like I, I feel pretty much the same way. I didn't think about it like that, but that is a good way of nutshelling it. Like, like it's it seems like a se- a better sequel or a sequel to a better film that was never made. I part of my main critique that we'll get into later kind of revolves around the same things, like the lack of development and, uh, like where that that uh, like like the headbutting between like David Caruso in particular comes with Chris Walken. Like, Oh, Rick Astley. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that could have been fleshed out a lot more, but uh, we'll get into that. I'm sure. But yeah, so that sounds like a soft. Yes. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I liked it for sure. Definitely not a criticism I would have thought, but I can see, I can, I can see where Steve would think that. I mean, like, yeah, why'd he go to jail? Tell, show us some cool shit. It's like racketeering. Yeah, they mentioned that. So they no, got him like, on like a lesser charge. I would have liked to have seen that whole thing go down, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's there was room for a little bit more exposition or like background. Because I can't remember. Is this like an hour and 40 or an hour and a half? It, it moves pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's an hour 45. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like stuff like this, like gritty crime stuff like this. I'm I'm more inclined to uh endure two, two and a half, three hour kind of endeavors. Um a la like the departed or uh the fuck is the one Zodiac, something like that. Um I mean, so this, this one seemed like a um like a weaker kind of heat, you know? Yeah. Before he, I could see that, like the the scene where it's uh, him, and I like the scene a lot, and I, I would have liked to see more of uh, Bishop's background too. It's like, why are you taking these pills? Why do you look so forlorn this entire time? I feel like there's backstory. Yeah. I was waiting to hear like, oh, maybe he's sympathetic, and then and then they have that kind of heat moment in his apartment, and, but it just kind of fell a little flat to me. Like, I don't really. I don't buy this like emotional connection between these two guys that I feel like they're trying to uh, build here, but yeah, not to be too overly critical. I still liked it a lot. Right on. Yeah. And I, I like a bunch about, there's a lot to like about this for sure, but this, this film came uh, recommended by Chris uh, and what's your opinion of this one? Are you pretty high on this and what, and how did you get first exposed to this? I guess. Uh yeah, I fucking love this movie. Um, <laughs> I don't, it, it's like I wouldn't have seen the connection to like thinking it's a similar movie to Heat, but my reaction to them was similar. It's like the first time I saw them, it's instantly like, I want to fucking watch that again. Uh, I don't remember how I even heard about this movie or like why I decided to watch it, but... I did, <laughs> and I fucking did, loved it. Did you come across it later in life, or does this have a nostalgia yeah. effect to it? No, I came across this later because this was actually one of the like six non-horror movies that I reviewed on Channel 83. So, Oh, shit, you, you reviewed yeah. this one? Damn, yeah, so I've seen this that. for the first time within like the last three or four years. Oh, damn, I'm slacking. Right on. Yeah, I, I think I probably saw this, like, snippets of it, like, 10 or 15 years ago-ish. Maybe, like, the mid-aughts, somewhere in there. But um, I, I always remember the uh, the tagline, the, uh, the fucking the nickel bag in the park I went in, all that shit, because... From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag is sold in the park. I want in. You guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. It's my turn. You know what that's sampled from, Steve? No. That's from um, an Andre Nicotina smoothie song, the East Bay Banger, Savage oh. as Fuck. It's, very, it's a pretty regional uh, hit. 
that's the the hyphy movement in the early to mid 2000s they were pretty big from the album the king and mr biscuits yeah all that shit's garbage (laughs) (laughs) dude andre nicotino's dope i saw him in chico at the brickworks in like 2004 yeah that's how good he is plays in a (laughs) in a basement to seven college students (laughs) now some of it's okay but when that when that wave came through town, I was so happy when it when it left town. When it disappeared. That, yeah. Yeah. The like Mac Dre don't care that he died. The Andre Nicotina don't care. Hill Clinton. Yeah. God. Fizzell Washington. <laughs> oh, speaking of it, it's not the same thing at all. But I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, Afro man got his house raided by whatever the local sheriffs. And he's got a bunch of surveillance equipment in his house and they didn't find anything, but they were serving a search warrant for like kidnapping and drug distribution or whatever. So all of these Keystone cops are walking through his house, looking through like a book of CDs, just, they're just looking through all of his shit. And so he (laughs) took that, he took that footage and made a music video, basically just making fun of these cops. Like, Oh, did you find any kidnapping victims in my bot book of CDs? And in my case logic, it's a pretty funny song. And <laughs> what makes it even more funny is now the sheriff's department has got so butthurt. They're like suing him for using their image. It's like, you're in my house. Yeah. This is my footage. You are a public servant. It's just funny to see how butthurt they are. White horse. You sh- yeah, you White should check house. out the song. It's pretty funny. And, well, and the video that has all the surveillance equipment or I will. surveillance that's, footage. That's awesome. <laughs> that's cool that Afro Man's still around. I didn't know he was doing shit. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> I think they like stole money from him too because they're at one point they're like counting cash in his house. But hmm. yeah, I'm I'm intrigued now. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's not stealing. It's called civil property forfeiture when the cops do it. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of my biggest fears, like traveling with a lot of cash. Is, oh, yeah. I didn't and even I've think known, about that. I've known people who have had a shit ton of money stolen from them, and it's like, we don't have to prove uh, you committed a crime. We're going we're gonna to seize this, and it's up to you to prove you did not. And uh, good luck with that. So, yeah, it's Damn. scary. It's a scary Fuck thought. Yeah. Like, Proving a negative, famously a simple thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had an incident going through Phoenix Airport security, and that's always a little sketchy because it's a it's close to the border, so they're probably on a little more heightened alert for stuff like that. But uh, I I carry the cash like in my carry-on, and it's not like I'm hiding it or anything, but I have it secure, you know, at the bottom of my bag so no one can just lift it. And most most TSA screeners, they see it and they see it's nothing to be worried about. But I have had a couple rookie ones who are, don't really know what they're looking at. They'll kick it to the side for a secondary inspection. And they'll make me pull it out in front of all these other people and open all and show them this cash. Fuck that. And so my fear is, A, they're going to seize it. Or B, somebody else is going to see it and fucking roll me somewhere in this airport for it for the next hour when i'm waiting for my flight so it's scary man but luckily i haven't had the giant's hat the bogey in the giant's hat bing 
Yeah. <laughs> drop a pin on you. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that'd be super lame. Be like, dude, come on. Nothing illegal about traveling with large amounts of cash. You don't even have to declare it domestically, but you may, you just might get somebody who's stupid and decides to ruin your of... life. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I getting into this flick. Uh, uh, it centers around ma- mainly Chris Walken, who plays a guy named Frank White, and it opens up him getting out of prison. Um, dude, the, where was he going? Like his his compound or whatever. Those walls and that gate that he went into in his limo. I was like, dude, that looks like the most fortified fucking like estate you could have. Those. Did you guys notice that? Or was like, dude, those are super high like solid ass walls i was like this is where i'd want to be for this the zombie apocalypse or some shit hit the fan like are you talking about looked, him coming out of sing sing it looked like he was going in he was going home or was that the prison did you I'm watch the sure movie in reverse the <laughs> <laughs> i could have swore it was way after that and i was like dude is this his oh, like mansion no like, i think you were probably looking at or was it the Colombians? The, the like internal gate, like because it shows the car picking him up from outside the jail or prison. But then I think there's an external gate they have to go through. Oh, okay, to get I might out, have to out. edit that because they sound like a no, leave idiot. it in. <laughs> I mean, I, might I could not have swore it was like he, that he had gone down the road and it was like he was pulling into his like his fucking chateau or whatever. It's um, it's possible because to be honest, my mind was wandering from the very beginning of the movie when he gets into the limo and is driving away. And I was thinking like, man, I remember being a kid and limos were such a big deal. And I feel like I never see them anymore. So that's, yeah. that's kind of where my mind was going. I remember any, anytime you ever saw one, it was like, man, that guy must be, that must be Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice pull. Yeah, I think the last one I saw was like an extendo, like a fucking excursion limo. Sick. You know, like <laughs> how they got real ridiculous around like yeah. 2005. Prom or like season S- is the only like, time you see them now. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> or like it limo. seemed like they got overtaken by like the party bus kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, plus, well, you know, social media didn't exist back then. So if you wanted to flex, you had to, like, actually go outside <laughs> and do it. Yeah. <laughs> that probably has a lot to do with it. Um, I thought it was uh, a fun at the six minute, 35 second mark. Blink and you miss it. We get a shot of Halloween 4, the return of Michael My- Myers movie poster. Did you spy yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that intentional? It felt it felt intentional. Is there some connection? No, it's just uh, they did like pretty much this whole movie was like on lo- like location shooting, and that was just out at the time. Right on, uh, yeah. Because I, I mean, that's the same year, so they were trying to like you know, like lend credence to like okay. the, the area or something. I don't know. Because it seemed by deliberate. the way, I, yeah, I was thinking maybe it was like a similar studio, and they were just trying to like pump like one of their other pictures, but I, I don't know if it was, uh, I think this is like new line. Anywho, so. Halloween four, by the way, that's, I think that's one of my guilty pleasures. That's one of my more 
the ones I like more in that series only for the fact that it really puts me in a Halloween mood. It, to me, it's the, it's the one that really feels Halloweeny. Like it like other it than has three. That. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, like the Michael Myers thread, like just like the leaves on the ground, like the, the atmosphere in that movie Great title like, sequence at the beginning. Yeah. That, that specifically like puts me, that's like, the end of September, first week of October, it's like, that's what I reach for. Um, so right away, we, Frank gets out, and then we get introduced in this first kind of funny scene that I really liked, our introduction to Larry Fishburne, who I'm a huge mark for Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, and we get a fun little really odd bit part by with Steve Buscemi, who plays <laughs> Test Tube, who's testing the, the cocaina. And they're at a, a drug deal. Do you see the Travelodge International? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I always thought Travelodge is real just like shitty, like off well, did some you notice like thir- It was 13 feet below the flight path. So, yeah, I imagine <laughs> yeah. that would be a pretty <laughs> shitty place to stay. Uh, and then, so they're making a deal with the Colombians, and Larry Fishburne plays uh, uh, Jam, Jimmy Jam, Jimmy Jump. Jump. Jimmy Jump. Jam was in the revolution with Prince. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I got a little bit of crossfade there. Yeah. So jump. Uh, but I guess later on he's called Jim. So uh, I thought that was fun. Um, dude, the, the part where he's like goofing and then he looks over and he glances at one of the henchmen from the Columbia's and he sees the gun. Dude. Yo, man, you ever get the feeling you was being watched? Dude. <laughs> I fucking love that. Just his whole like month, like the way he's like just owning this role is fucking badass. Uh, oh yeah. And was, so they get the they get the jump on the Colombians. He packs it. He packs the 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 cash case with tampons. And I thought that was a flub. He's like he's like what the fuck is this? He's like it's for the bullet holes, uh, puta. I was like. I thought it'd be like for the blood, you know, to like stop up the blood. Like that would have made more sense with like the, the symbolism, symbolism of <laughs> the tampons. But, um, well, it is like one of those pieces of advice that people pass around that has no basis in reality where it's like, yeah, people carry around tampons to like field dress their wounds, shove them in. Oh, holes. okay. I can see that angle then. All right. Fair enough. The last uh, thing I'm going to be thinking of if I got shot is like, oh, thank God I brought this fucking <laughs> tampon with me. <laughs> Hand me my purse. <laughs> oh, let's be fucking sis. They put a bullet hole, puta. <laughs> oh, and of course, dude, the fucking uh, when his homeboy busts through. Room service, motherfucker! This motherfuckers. At this point, I was like, I'm in fully let's go uh so uh after that uh it's like we have this weird reunion with frank played by chris walken again this whole part was fucking really weird to me like the way chris walken oh yeah approached it like what was your impression of him being greeted by his his crew steve uh well i kind of had the feeling that these were his boys and they were just kind of doing that fun, like chicken game with yeah. each other. And then 
And then they were all hugging and stuff. And then we started dancing. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And did you notice uh, uh, your boy Gus is in this? Gus Gus Fring from Breaking Bad? No, I did not know. Esposito? Yeah. That's what's so funny is like, we were talking about how I only know John Malkovich from Con Air. I only Mm -hmm. know Giancarlo Esposito from this movie. So he was in like the first season of the Mandalorian and everyone was like, Oh yeah, I fucking love him. I was like, do you guys just really like King of New York? (laughs) 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 You like this guy that I don't think has any lines. Yeah, I just thought there were that many closet King of New York. (laughs) (laughs) For something as commercial as the Mando. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he he he's one of those weird characters that's been around obviously for a long fucking time and has been in stuff, but I mean obviously his most notable role is uh Breaking Bad and then he I think ever since then he just like capitalized on that and he just he's like he can't make a wrong move, you know? Like between the Mandalorian, he's in a bunch of other shit now too and like yeah, I think that was that was huge for him, but yeah, he's in the background. Like he he's the dude. He's kind of got a Jerry curl going on, and he was at the beginning where he blasts that one Colombian dude uh, with the shotgun and gives him the newspaper. He's always wearing the '90s ass, like perfectly round. Oh, glasses. Yeah. okay. Yeah, because even when you you mentioned him being in it, going back in my mind, I don't remember even seeing him at all. But I do remember the guy with the weird circular glasses. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be he. Um so, so I mean right away in this movie uh and, and the the awkward part happens I think intentionally when um Chris Walken's like, "Hey, they're after it the it dies down like they've reunited he's reunited with his crew. They're all stoked. They're all fucking like, "Yeah, we're going to fucking fuck shit up and make money." And then the it dies down and then he's like hey man how come you never came and saw me in the joint you know and it gets all quiet and i mean he has a pretty good response he's like ain't nobody want to see you in a cage man and then he he kind of has this weird laugh and i felt like kind of like secondhand embarrassment like it felt really weird like and then they they're like all right let's get out of here and i was just like this is weird this is a really weird uh, angle, but I mean, well, walking's a, a weird. It's a dude, fair so. question, and it's also kind of a fair answer. So, yeah, kinda, no, kinda I, I bought things. it. Like, oh well, fuck yeah, I guess that makes sense. I didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, it would be awkward, time. like seeing people that you hadn't seen for three years. Yeah. To me, see, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I thought he was in the joint for ten years. I don't know why I have that in my brain, but I could have sworn I it was eight. I don't know where I got yeah, that. Yeah. So there's but... co- there's conflicting stuff. I think they say eight out loud, but at the beginning of the movie where they kill that one random dude in the phone booth and throw down the newspaper on him, the mm-hmm. newspaper article says he's just got out serving three years on a five year sentence. Oh, okay. So well, I feel like they made that newspaper prop without actually looking at the script or something. Right. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, well, that tidbit kind of clears up one of my issues I had at the end, which was, I guess we'll just skip to it, is the fucking why David Caruso has such a boner to fuck up 
and to <laughs> bring down uh, Fr- Frank White. Like, I was like, well, he's I mean, been he in jail he's- 10 years. You don't look that old. It's like, where did this fucking, where, where's this long standing thing come from? You know, I would have liked to see that or it, it just didn't jive. Like, why do you have such bloodlust for this guy? It's kind of like he's never going to give him up or let him go. <laughs> I'm going to run around and uh, that was the plan to give you a boner <laughs> and you've got one. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if it, if it was only three years, you know, then, so he's had more run-ins and he's, 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 their rivalry is more fresh. So I buy it a little bit more, but, um, but also when Bishop, when the first scene with Bishop in it, where he's looking at the computer, he's looking at Frank's arrest record. Yeah. He's, so he's just been in and out of prison like a right. million, since he was a kid. Right. So that's probably where David Caruso is yeah. so pissed off about it. Cause nothing sticks. Right. They just keep getting recycled and crapped out in the circulation. Um, I, I liked how quick this movie moves and, but it also felt kind of like, especially like when, when you look back at the, when you get to the end of the film, to me, I was like, shouldn't he have played that a little, you know, more patient? Cause I don't know how long I'm curious. What's your guys' opinion? I felt like this entire movie took place across the space of like three or four days. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Cause like the whole, like him taking out the Italians happens the same night he gets out yeah, of prison. Immediately. Yeah. That was a great part. Yeah. I like that dude, the fucking, <laughs> what's his name? Artie clay yeah. him, like the consigliere or whoever comes in like to like, he wants to set up a meeting with you. And when he pulls out his dick and just starts pissing on him, <laughs> I, was immediately. Like, what the fuck is shit? I was like, dude, he must have been like, you know how you engage? Like he must have started pissing yes. like eight <laughs> yeah. seconds before. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty, that's pretty could, fucking rad. I could never like, do power that. move. <laughs> I was Especially just like, at that dude's age. He probably started yeah. trying to pee as soon as Frank yeah. walked in the building. Yeah. He's like, give me a second. Everyone's looking at me. It's just going to just hang on. I'm shy. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Did somebody turn on a faucet? Baseball. Um, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I made me think of uh, fucking uh, Jerry Stiller. It's like I got a prostate size yeah. of honeydew, flaring up a couple like drips. Tiki, tiki torch. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so, but yeah, he makes light work of. Well, I mean, Larry Fish. They take out the Colombians. They get a fat stack to like greet him with, like you know, you're coming home present. We took out this crew, and then they immediately take out. Okay, uh, we're gonna take out the Italians, and they're like, you want to join us? We're at the Plaza Hotel, and he just starts making like these really big moves, like. And again, I'm I'm thinking he's been in the joint for ten years. I was like, when you played this a little bit, fucking like more patient more like for as cool and calm and collected and, and yet ruthless that Walken plays his character. I felt like he was like super impulsive throughout the entire film. Well, I think that might just go back to that speech he has with the counselor on the roof 
where he's just like, I don't have, I feel like I don't have enough time. I just need a year to make oh, something yeah, good, which That's is actually right. taken from like a John Gotti wiretap, that whole speech right there. Oh, shit. Hmm. Okay. That's fucking interesting, man. That's fucking, <laughs> this was a valued, yeah. um, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I was going to say when you ta- talked about the counselor, um, a, I kept thinking, I was like, is this Kelly Preston? I was like, no, it's Kirsty Swanson. And it's just some no name I had never heard of, but, uh, that kept fucking with me. But this weird subway scene where they're fucking making out doing this cr- dude, that looks like the <laughs> worst makeout session I've ever seen. He came in with like the side, like sidewinder, like touching side of tongues kissing. I was like, what the fuck is this freaky shit? Well, you could see his teeth and you could like, <laughs> he must have had dental work done extensively since then. Cause I can, I could not look away from his fucked up teeth. And you could tell she was not into it <laughs> on her side. <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. It, it, there was not a lot of sizzle, but you did you get some you get some yabos um, in the shot. So chalk it up as a win. Um, <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, Oh yeah, did you recognize this guy when he gets when they're on the subway doing their weird, weird tongue fucking and they get he gets brazed by those three teenage hoods? Yeah. You, you recognize the lead? No. Uh, Harold Perrineau, aka Dozer's oh, brother shit. in Matrix Three, aka dude who gets his leg fucked up in the edge. Oh, Walt's no. dad from Lost. Walt. No, the edge. Ah! <laughs> Walt. Walt. Don't you ever say his name again. Ever. Walt. I've never seen Lost. Um, Me I don't either. think I, I don't think I've Dude, ever seen Lost Matrix Three. Right. You know I love The Edge, but no, I didn't. I didn't recognize him from that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look it up, but also one of them totally looks like this guy that's in Death Wish Three, called the Giggler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dude, we should watch one of those. That would be a fun review. Or even like a watch-along watch Hell party. Yeah. Don't you think it would be a good idea if when you look up the IMDb, the IMDb page for a movie, if the pictures they have of the actors were era-specific? Because sometimes I'll look up an old movie and it's like, this guy played Sergeant Bob. It's like, I don't recognize this person at all because they have a picture oh, of right, him right. 50 years later. Yeah, right. You think that, should, or it's that would vice be... versa? Like you see an old guy, and it shows his his fucking headshots from like the '60s, and you're like, "What?" Like, yeah, I feel like, I feel see like this it. should be a way to. This guy was in this movie from 1990, so let's find a picture somewhat close to that time frame. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Especially for someone I, like me who struggles with, yeah. like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he's from. <clears throat> I, I don't recognize him at all. And, I need a little help. Uh, what happens after this? Oh yeah. So, and then right, right from this, then he goes and this is where they kind of introduce, uh, the, like the pseudo kind of Robin hood shit, like where he's wanting to work with this like pretty big Asian group, like the Asian syndicate moving, 
moving drugs to like go in on he's he went to a charity drive or whatever he's trying to build like a nice general hospital for the shitty part of town i think they just say like the south side's like some generic or maybe it's harlem i don't know so some part that the in new york that's like oh we didn't get enough funding and shit you know but all the nice areas you know have so he's trying to be like quasi good samaritan at the same time too but i i feel like they they didn't um that wasn't earned enough for me yeah i agree too I felt, you? I felt like they were like we've got to make this bad guy kind of sympathetic and we got to make these good guys look bad uh yeah it's like a little switcheroo but yeah i don't yeah, know i didn't really think it was trying to make him seem like a good guy i think it was just like that's how you wield actual power apart from being like a drug lord that's killing people on the streets is you do these sort of philanthropic big money plays to get because i mean at one point he says he wants to be the mayor mayor yeah fair yeah, i can see that i mean that's something that's kind fair. of straight out of the wire you know just ingratiating well, this came yourself out first <laughs> <laughs> She. Although, although, I mean, it's not like this is the first movie to ever do that either. Yeah, I guess I just took it as them trying to make him look like a nice guy. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it could have just been like a political, political move. I would actually like that better than them trying to make him just look like a nice guy. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't think about that like that either. I was thinking about it like. Oh yeah, they're trying to make him like a a fucking urban like new age like Robin Hood, but I also do like the sentiment though. It's like fuck, you're gonna take your shit into your own hands, kind of like John Q style, <laughs> our beloved Denzel out there. Like you're just gonna make shit happen, you know. So good I'm on him not for that, I guess. Gonna bury my son. <laughs> nah, I don't accept that ever. Uh, damn, that's a good bump. I need to get that one. But oh yeah, did you notice? Um, Probably not. At the at that like campaign drive or whatever the charity event they had, Freddie Jackson. Was that the- right. I was enjoying the tune for sure. Yeah. That wasn't that song, but that's my favorite song. So yeah, I'm it sounded that, like but. some shit that you would love and overplay <laughs> to the point of me hating it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was a pretty pretty sweet get, old Freddie yeah. Jackson. Are you a Freddie Jackson fan, Chris? Never heard of him. I can oh, only man. assume he's from New York. He's got some fucking bangers, man. He's up there like Luther Vandross, Freddie yeah. Jackson. Pump your brakes a little bit. George Duke. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So then we, now we get t- like to the other side. So we get Caruso and friends. Uh, I also agree too. this whole Roy Bishop guy. Like he seemed just like a fucking like red shirt, just like a off to the sidelines. Yet he's like, running them and he he just seemed like an old fucking curmudgeon like yeah come on you know we got to do things by the book you know and caruso's like the hot-headed fucking you know he's wanting to like get get a little dirt on his hands you know to to take down frank white he's sick of it 
Yeah, yeah, but you don't survive that long in the police force by being like, I'm going to go fucking kill this guy because I can't <laughs> arrest him. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's probably just fucking, I mean, he's been through all the things David Caruso and Wesley Snipes have been through and he's just fucking jaded. True. But to my point, I and Steve's, I, I wish there would have been a little bit more <clears throat> around him, like spent a couple more minutes Get on it? his back. Jaded. Jade. Yep, David Caruso. Oh, nice pull. <laughs> Dude, Jade is dope. That's a triple letter word score. I was kind <laughs> of hoping that there would be a weird wraparound where, you know, because it showed him looking into Frank's history. I thought maybe Bishop was like an old friend of his that when they were kids, you know, he went one way and he went another and he was maybe going to like help him out. But his his character didn't make much sense to me because he just seemed so troubled the whole time and it didn't really explain why. And then to just sort of die unceremoniously was, I don't know, kind of a bummer because I liked him. He seemed like a good dude. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to know what his pills were for. Was it just heartburn or was he like, I think it was like, like heart s- medication, something okay. like that. Uh, Probably fucking weird. lung cancer. All those doing darts and the whole time. Oh my god! So many, <laughs> yeah, especially in this movie. Jesus. Yeah, he's like any movie from like 1974 to like 95 is just, especially this kind of like a gritty cop crime. Yeah, they're just smoking like freight trains. Yeah, nonstop. you can always tell like at this time like which actors actually just smoked cigarettes oh yeah <laughs> it's like they're always just like yeah i think it would be a like a good thing for my character if he's just always <laughs> smoking <laughs> like a fucking mickey rourke or something oh, yeah dude. yeah i'm playing this character i feel like he he probably smokes a lot so i'm just gonna yeah. do that bruce willis for sure there's even a funny line in last uh last boy scout with damon wayans and uh bruce willis and damon wayans is like he like bruce willis goes and does something else and uh damon wayans is in a jam he's like oh fuck he's like man what would jimmy do uh smoke like seven cigarettes and be like oh shit i don't know like yeah (laughs) but yeah this is like one of maybe like three things i've seen david caruso in he gets a lot of shit but i think he's that's maybe because they try to make him be a leading man in other things. I don't know. I feel like he's a really good, like side care side character actor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get all the hate either. I actually liked him pretty well in uh kiss of death with Nicholas cage. Sam- I think Samuel Jackson's in that too for a bit. Yeah. I've seen that, but I don't remember that much about it. Yeah. He's, he's pretty decent in that. I didn't really, I could go either way on him in this. I felt like he was a little overzealous and it, yeah. that kind of like degraded a little bit uh, or he, he, he was grading uh, to me a I mean, bit. Even the, I thought it was weird. Wesley Snipes role. Yeah. But this player. is like before he was famous. This came out like a couple months after major league and a couple months oh, before okay. new Jack city. Okay. That makes sense why he was kind of underutilized. But yeah, Caruso, I don't know from a hole in the ground, but I, I thought his character <laughs> was pretty annoying. Even at even just the um, like the wedding reception speech, it's like, okay, relax, Rickles. Yeah. You're not that fucking funny. 
<laughs> and then, yeah, the bar scene where he's trying to hype everybody up. Not to bring it back to The Wire, but it was like, yeah. this looks like a, a scene from The Wire, but worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool when I he got it, blasted with a shotgun. That was one scene I remember that was like indelible in my mind. Because it's just, it's so ballsy right at the funeral. Yeah. And it's walking himself. And he's just like, hey, your head's Yeah, because when he out. ran to his car, I was thinking this would be a good time. But then also like, no way he's going to try to do this in front of all these cops. Car bomb. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, that makes sense now. Because I was like, this is, I wasn't, I don't know. What, with Wesley knowing that now, I, I give it more of a pass. But like going into it, I thought I thought Wesley Snipes' star was a little bit higher than I guess it was, and like his death kind of just felt cheap to me. I guess I don't know, but knowing that he was like he wasn't the name, he wasn't in, like we're not in Passenger Fifty Seven territory yet. Then I I guess that makes more sense, but. I thought Larry Fishburne's death scene was pretty fucking wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, or just his uh, sporadic laughing throughout the entire yeah. movie was awesome, dude. That's and then my he was like, "Oh fuck, it. it hurts," you know. And then he yeah. would like do that fucking Gacy, like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, "I got you, boy. I got him. Look at him." And then he's like going back into fits of pain. Like, I I really bought that that he was he like actually struggling with it. Like, could have made an awesome. Joker and the Batman from this era before Dude. they're like taking movies like that super seriously. Right. Yeah. Like I could have seen him in like, like the 89 Batman, like yeah. that, that vibe for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, he's, he's like I said, I'm an easy mark for Lawrence Fishburne. He's by far my favorite part about this entire movie. Like the chicken scene. <laughs> when he goes and gets a chicken. He's like, hey, baby, go and play some games. And he's got all the quarters and he's being all nice. And like, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have 15 of those. Give me some spare ribs. This part made me fucking really hungry too. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like that scene's awesome. Uh, one, what was one thing Caruso said when he's talking shit to Frank? What's he say? Welcome he back. Like, fuck face. <laughs> Yeah, that and he's like, I heard you got heard AIDS you got in the AIDS. joint when you, yeah, when you when you were taking it up the tailpipe, yeah, like something like that, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, I thought about you every time I jerked off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's so, just a, that's a compliment. That's not even shit talk. Like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song, um, the song they were playing in the weird drug den when the cops finally came in and infiltrated. Oh my God. So annoying. It was just on re- <laughs> repeat over and over. It sounded like, I don't know if it's an actual public enemy song or if it's like a ripoff. Sound it's a alike. schooly D. Yeah. It sounded so like, like public enemy, but that. shittier. But one of the things that might've made it annoying for you is that is actually like a sped up version of the song. Like oh, the shit. actual song is not that fast and okay. his voice is lower than that. Yeah. I mean, that could do it. And I also had closed captioning on because I'm an old man now and I have to. And so like reading the, the same lyrics over <laughs> and over, <laughs> Jesus. fuck. Oh man. Uh, so you know, guys I guess- ever had birch beer. 
I've mm, heard of it. I don't think but so. But I don't think I've had it. Is it like a sarsaparilla or like a... It's Yeah, it's like root beer, but made out of birch bark. It's like a Pennsylvania thing. Huh. I learned about it from this movie, and now I just like to tell people, you don't even know what birch beer is. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always talking about root beer. Yeah, because he's like in that restaurant. He's like, you got any root beer? No. You got any birch beer? No. And you don't know what that shit is. <laughs> Yeah, some of the little things he says is fucking hilarious, uh, and like his man, his like affectation. Um, I actually just came across some weird fucking regional soda called it's Ale Eighty One, but they pronounce it a late one, and it's from like you can only get it in like uh, uh, the Midwest, like Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana. It's basically like uh, Sprite with caffeine in it like a shit ton of caffeine. Hmm. So it's like a, it's the, it's, it's pretty tasty, but it's, it's an alternative to like, if you're wanting something like citrusy, like a la a Mountain Dew, but you don't want to fucking drink Mountain Dew, like a, how it has that weird. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that shit's pretty good. A lady one. I'd never heard of that. Um, so this kind of sets up like the fucking, the animosity and, kind of sets the table for it. it it makes it seem like all right caruso and a couple of his boys are gonna go rogue and they're just gonna they're gonna say fuck bishop and we're gonna take this into our own hands and i couldn't remember if they really went through with it but sure as shit like they get uh there's like a deal that goes down and uh chris walken and crew get double crossed and that's when the, the cops come in led by caruso and snipes and his whole outfit and they just start murdering folk and then they get in a pretty pretty rad uh chase scene did you like this this whole action sequence i loved the uh well i will say going back to the the annoying wedding reception toast scene where they showed the the new husband and he's just like clean looks really nice Mm -hmm. my first thought was this guy's gonna die for sure he seems very (laughs) yeah he seems very likable uh and then to be poor man's andrew mccarthy to be taken out by a fire hydrant that was a pretty awesome scene yeah yeah he got (laughs) it cuts to david cruz and he's just like oh fuck yeah He kind of felt the crunch when it happens. You're like, oh, oh is he yeah. actually is he gonna eat this fucking hydrant? And yeah, he gets like yeah. hereditaryed on it, like <laughs> minus the minus the dismemberment decapitation. Have you ever seen Hereditary, Steve? No. No, is it any good? It's pretty rad, man. I liked yeah. it a lot. It's fucking it's really freaky. One of really our go- one of our old coworkers came to work and he he was kind of a sensitive guy. And he's like, I just watched the most fucked up movie this weekend, and it's pretty fucked up. So taking it's from good, him, though. I don't know if that, if that means much, but it's it's disturbing, but it's really good. It's fucking, it's awesome. You should check it out. Oh, I'm curious. What, good. I'm curious to see what you would think about it. It's by the same dude who did uh, Midsummer. I just assumed he was overselling it. Oh, we had another coworker who. Speaking of that movie, came to work on a Monday. Like, I just watched this movie. It's called Midsummer. I'm like, what? It's like Midsummer. Like, are you saying Midsummer? It's like, yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's it's pretty good. I didn't like it as much as Hereditary, but any hoodles. Um, Is it? So as, yeah, that bad goes down. As the Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. Well, it depends on what kind of mood you're in, I suppose. But like objectively, it's much better than Wicker Man. Sure. The yeah. or, the original Wicker Man's pretty rad. I I highly recommend that one. From like '73, the OG Wicker Man's awesome. It's good. Um, the only thing good about the one with uh, Cage is when he punches the fucking bear. <laughs> the bitch That's not the, the only suit. good part. <laughs> Well, it's my favorite. You also got, first... How did it get burned? Yeah. <laughs> Not the bees. And then there's that Something about where... that bear just trotting down. Yeah. And just pretty just fucking good. Getting knocked out. He also fuck. kicks a woman in the chest. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, like I said, so this this movie moves pretty quickly. So then, like, they get ambushed, and then this scene, like, I was pretty sad to see Fishburne go, but I, th- I was hoping he would stick it out a little bit longer. But we are towards the end of the movie here, and so he gets shot, but not before he kills Wesley Snipes. And this part, too, it was a really weird I love you scene from yeah. Caruso to Snipes. I didn't really buy their, like, relationship, like, uh, at all. Um, they just... I didn't buy they were super tight and they just felt like kind of cardboard cutouts of cops. Um, there are a lot of moving pieces in this film. Well, and also, so if somebody like, is shot in the chest, um, giving them mouth to mouth, that's not going to save their life. I'm sorry. That's pretty sloppy mouth. Wasn't there like blood spurting out of his mouth? I was like, oh, fuck. Like, well, and then when he mm. did the final I love you, it looked like he gave him another smooch on the mouth. So I think he, he may did. have just... I think he may have just been taking the opportunity. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And the whole time Fishburne's just giving an awesome death performance, like laughing in their face and fits of pain. And I kind of thought he was faking, even though they show the shots, like go through him in the blood and everything. I thought he would raise up eventually and just like double gun, take him out. But yeah, that would have been rad. <laughs> but yeah, when he gets it, like I, w- I will say, the practical like uh, effects, especially Fishburne, like the angle and like the lighting they have when he gets hit like six, seven times, like it looked good. Like I like I I was like, oh yeah, fuck, he's gone, man. Um, and then it kind of then it turns into the last man standing or walking and and Bishop. Um, this part this whole part i don't i don't know or no, no no i skipped over caruso so then they they have a funeral for all these guys and fucking frank's uh chris walkins and demon time it's goblin mode <laughs> he just pulls up to the cop funeral and blows caruso's head off uh which is pretty i when i saw it i was like oh god damn you know like that was an in, pretty indelible moment of this movie and then it turns into well, Frank and Bishop kind of have a little talk, and then he mentions, like, I'm going to put a $250,000 contract on any cop related to this case or this investigation or whatever, um, which didn't really go anywhere. Um, and then it's just those two kind of tracking each other through a subway, and then they both well, shoot I love each how other. 
he takes his gun and he tells him to handcuff himself to the chair and then he leaves. And instead, oh, right, right, instead right. of just using his keys, which I assume he has in his pocket, which have a handcuff key on it, he pulls out a gun and shoots the handcuff off his hand or off his arm. Like you could have just well, used I thought, the, the key you had. Uh, oh, damn. I didn't even think about that. Well, if you're going to carry also, hand, handcuffs, you need a key. Christopher I assume Walken that was... has run so far away that he can't hear the gunshot by that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> in no, reality, it's... he would just be like, oh, shit, he's out. I'm going to go fucking kill him. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I just assumed, like, Walken must have took him or, or something. Like, that was his only option. Because, yeah, why wouldn't you just use the fucking key? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the the ending of this either it felt really slow and of walking getting shot there's literally like no dialogue by any key person for like eight minutes five or eight minutes i don't know i didn't like how this this it felt kind of abrupt what do you think steve and chris yeah i don't know it just felt a little unsatisfying i guess like when you when you find out Christopher Walken was also shot, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I kind of figured he's walking around kind of weird, and he's holding his belly, and like, she has this weird stoic look on his face, just trudging up the stairs and gets in a cab. I don't know. I I feel like the way I'm talking about it, I like this film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think just just on on the same kind of wavelength you did, Steve. But when I'm sitting here, like we're going through plot points and beat by beat and kind of picking it apart it it sounds like i don't like it as much as i did but i did i didn't like the ending though yeah chris what say you i mean i'm fine with it uh in the director commentary abel ferraro was saying that michael mann told him he should have ended the movie when christopher walken's like walking up the steps from the subway so that you never see him die and they could have a sequel it was like, uh, I don't know if we needed a sequel to it. I feel like I would have liked that more for some reason, but not counting on a sequel or giving a fuck about a sequel. I just thought maybe that would be more poetic if you went well, out that a, way. A sequel would have been cool. I mean, we've, I've already said a prequel would have been great, but a sequel would have been cool because all of these, all of these gangsters he's killing he didn't just kill the people in the room. Like all these people have friends, you know, especially like the Italian <laughs> guys. Yeah. Like the Italian, if he's a mafia guy, uh, he has friends other than spider who's in the room with him. Who's like, yeah, I'm going to go join you. He probably has other people who are like, no, we're going to go after him. And now it's a, like a, uh, a gang war, you know? Now it's a John wick two situation where literally everyone in the world is a secret assassin right. chasing him. <laughs> yes yeah the the cellist on the fucking waiting to catch the train um yeah i don't know it was fun watching it again and like and actually like paying attention and and uh taking it in was, was a, a fun experience again larry fishburn is what seals it for me doesn't he hate being called larry does he I think so. That's how he was credited in early movies. 
Not anymore, yeah, but, uh, though. Yeah, I think he doesn't like that anymore. I thought that's kind of why right. you always did it. All right, might be. No, I. No, I, it's okay. <laughs> he's awesome. I'll call him Lawrence from now on. Um, <clears throat> strictly Lawrence. Uh, are you a big Abel Ferrara guy, Chris? Have you seen any of his other? No. Uh, so I was like, claims to fame. So high on this that I was like, oh man, I'm gonna watch some of his other movies. And I watched The Driller Killer, which is something that you was, I was like, that's probably right up my alley. But I really didn't like that movie. I've seen another one of his movies, uh, Fear City, which kind of reminds me oh, a yeah. lot of 10 to Midnight. Yes. Who's I like Tom Fear Berenger's City. in that, isn't he? Yeah. Tom Berenger and Billy D. Williams, I think. Yeah. I like that movie. That is a good movie. Damn. Yeah, I was looking through his his filmography. He also did uh, Bad Lieutenant, the first one with Harvey Keitel, which I've never seen, but I've heard it's it's pretty hardcore. Um, he also did. Uh, I've always wanted to see New Rose Hotel with Willem Dafoe, and but I've always I, I get close to watching it, and then I'll like read some reviews, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not that good," and I always flake on it but i feel like he's done more stuff like he's got a name that but when you really look at it like the stuff that he's uh notable for it's pretty pretty thin to be honest yeah i don't think he's really done that much mainstream thing mainstream stuff i think bad lieutenant is probably his most well-known movie by a pretty big margin yeah I didn't really like uh, Fear City, but I, I loved Ten to Midnight. <laughs> oh, I've yeah. never seen That's any of them. <laughs> I, I oh, already knew. I'm kind of surprised I, I, because I feel like you would have seen that and would like it. I don't. I don't know any of the things you guys just said. So Charles Bronson. I just caught a little twinkle, and I was like, uh, "Yep, yeah, right. Charles Bronson <laughs> up against Charles Bronson as a cop." If I know it's a stretch, <laughs> it's hard to see him as a cop. <laughs> But uh, against a serial killer that kills people while he's naked. Well, that's the only way to do it. We should add <laughs> it to the list. Um, all right. I tried, looking yeah, I, up, that... I tried looking up some trivia. Most of it was uninteresting to me. But I did find one little piece, if I could share it with you both. Yeah. Um, it's It was that... Do you guys know the name Silvio Berlusconi? So he's the... The name is familiar. He's a rich Italian guy, former prime minister of Italy, I think. Oh, okay. It said that he financed the film through some New York-based producer, Jay Julian, and other Italian intermediaries. But what was funny to me about it is this Silvio Berlusconi character a few years ago, you might have heard, got himself in a little bit of trouble because he was having like underage sex and drug parties that were called like bunga bunga parties. I don't know. Jesus. I thought maybe that would ring a bell because it was, it was no. a big thing in the news, but it reminded me of the scene where they were all like doing blow and fucking each other and in, in the nightclub before they got <laughs> raided. Dude, so, did you notice was, that one dude at the one point, how, how much oh, blow yeah. he was doing with that oh, spoon? Yeah. I was like, Dude, that looks like cartoons right now. That's so yeah. <laughs> like ridiculous. 
Yeah, so I, I thought it was funny because if you're a rich Italian, underage, drugging, partying dude, this would be a perfect movie for you to finance. Yeah. He pro- fuck, they probably use this as like some kind of front. Well, let Wouldn't me tell fun? you about the director commentary with director Abel Ferrara. Yeah, let's hear it. It is one of the best commentaries I've ever heard. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, nice. I listen, not because it's particularly insightful, um, but the first thing you hear is the rustling of a plastic grocery bag and like him like bumping into shit. And then he's just very clearly like drunk and he just keeps doing like a like you can tell he's just fucking coked and out of his mind and drunk. And it's just like most of the most of the commentary is like a scene will come up and he'll just be like, uh, uh, he he sounds like the Artie Clay character. Like he's got a real thick New York accent with like a gravelly voice. And he's like, look at this lighting, Frankie. That's the shit. Oh God, this scene is so fucking awesome. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's so good. And the guy that's with him keeps trying to like ask him like, I don't know, like the sort of like uh, pretentious kind of things that you would maybe like ask directors. And he's like, "What? So what did you think the difference was between Wesley Snipes and uh, Lawrence Fishburne as actors?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? They're different people." he just doesn't like engage with like those kind of questions at all he's just like they're fucking they're different people that's the difference between them what a stupid question i did read uh, a piece of trivia that i don't have in front of me where the director said about doing the commentary he's like they offered me five thousand dollars and i just did it for the money i didn't turn it down he (laughs) says that during the commentary Hell yeah. That's fucking awesome. He's like, I swore I would never work with this person again, but he gave me $5,000. So now I'm doing the commentary. (laughs) And then like the very last scene where Frank's in the taxi and there's a bunch of like cops surrounding him. There's a scene where it's just like a shot of some cops doing cop shit. And he's like, look at that guy right there. That's a real cop. You can tell compared to the rest of these assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it is. Say no yeah. more. It's fucking wild. I'm gonna have to pick up the the physical just for that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's 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 up there in terms of colorful director commentaries, and also every woman that comes on screen, he's just like fucking freaks out. He's like, oh, she's so hot. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Yeah, this this is like along the lines I just heard recently. Uh, like uh, Jacko came yeah. out with a special edition where like the producer and the director or something like that get together and they do not like each other and they almost come to blows in the director commentary and they're talking shit back and forth. One gets really butt hurt, like about dude. It, I need to get that. <laughs> I, I've I've heard it's 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 gold. Um. Yeah, that that's that would be so <laughs> awkward just talking to someone you hate on a track of a fucking movie that's gonna get disseminated out like, and you almost get in a fucking fist fight. That's awesome. Oh yeah, then at the end of the commentary during the credits, he picks up a guitar and starts playing an acoustic version of one of Schooly D's rap songs, 
and does not censor himself when it comes to racial slurs. Oh, fuck. Is very cringy. <laughs> oh, God. That's so weird to pick up a guitar to a rap song and do a little <laughs> your rendition. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I guess the last thing, I going along the lines of like maybe him playing it a little bit smarter. I mean, I get he's wanting to do stuff uh, Chris Walken quick, like within this year. But like I said, I felt like this happened like with inside of a week, all these fucking things that go down and him like, you know, it's like, why wouldn't you let things just breathe, develop a little bit more over time instead of your crew killing like 40 to 50 people in the space of like three of top tier crime Lords and their crews within like a, a week's time all these drug kingpins and shit you, you're taking out all over New York. And then it's like, of course you're going to have fucking huge heat on you. You know, like how are you going to, yeah. And you're going to have nobody to work with. If you're like, Hey, I have this proposal and they say no. And you're like, well, I'm going to kill you now. It's like, okay, well now we can't collaborate. Yeah, they're clearly not making cocaine. You know, they're not <laughs> making drugs. So <clears throat> they're, yeah, and working his little, out of the Plaza Hotel in New York. His little speech about like they were human trafficking or whatever. It's like, okay. So the fuck do you care? That's yeah. not why you did it. Right. Probably, I mean, I think that's just sort of the part of the theme with the movie because it's not like David Caruso actually cares about stopping Frank. He just wants to like fucking get his dick wet, get his proverbial, proverbial dick wet and kill some people. Yeah. Oh, no, oh shit. Um, <clears throat> you want to get to that, uh, that second piece of, uh, trivia or no, you had a, you had a second shitty review that you'd saved. Yeah. Let's hit that. I do. Um, he looks so happy. <laughs> this is from a, a gentleman named David G. Uh, one out of five stars. The title of his review is Big Bowl of Poo Poo Soup. And he says, I don't understand how so many people accidentally clicked four and five stars. This movie is trash in all caps. No plot, terrible acting, horrible writing, Cameraman obviously blind, lots of horrible 80s rap, giant turd that steals part of your life from you, and you'll <laughs> never get it back. <laughs> <laughs> giant turd. Thanks, David G. David G. For your big bowl of poo-poo soup review. <laughs> Who talks like that, man? Like... Clearly, this isn't a 12 or a 16-year-old or a 20-year-old. This is probably, I'm picturing someone who's like 38 to 56, wrote a bowl of poo-poo soup. <laughs> yeah, I don't that? know. I mean, this could be somebody who's young and funny or old and unfunny. Yeah. Depends on how young. It's like, maybe if they're like 12 or 13, it's like, all right. <laughs> I didn't mean scram, that young, you but... Know, like, <laughs> <laughs> somebody who's trying to come across as old and curmudgeon like, I don't understand. This is stupid, but... This crud. 
Yeah. <laughs> this piece of crud. I love when they they misname <laughs> Hugh Jack. They call Hugh Jack <laughs> Hugh Jackson. <laughs> oh fuck! That was so fun. Oh man. Freddie Jackson. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it. You guys, any? You guys have any last words about King of New York? No. I just want to say, I feel like we glossed over my favorite part of the movie, which is Larry Wong, the hey. triad guy. Yeah, I fucking loved that dude. There's scene of them watching Nosferatu. Yeah, in his little movie theater. Yep. I was a big fan of him. I is he in anything else? He's in some movie called Year of the Dragon, which a couple I think at least one other person in this movie was also in that. I haven't okay. seen it, but I don't remember ever seeing that dude in anything. Is is Nosferatu a silent movie or were they just watching yes. it with the volume off? Okay. Yeah, it's a silent movie. Frankenstein's up next. Kind of- <laughs> i also like in the hospital when frank's telling him his plan about donating to a, a hospital after selling like 200 pounds of cocaine and yeah. just like this conversation has made me realize just how fucking crazy you are <laughs> yeah yeah he's wild as fuck or when he's like even when he's out in the open with at the benefit concert and he's like, yeah, the budget didn't pass. We're, we'll need $15 million. He's like, I'll get you the money. It's like, how the fuck do you think he's going to get the money? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get you $15 million in two weeks or however quick it was. It's like. End of the quarter. By, by the end of the quarter. Oh, okay. That's what it was. <clears throat> All right. Well, yeah, I think to reiterate, I, I enjoyed this more than I, th- I think I banged on it and like, you know, dissecting it a little bit, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's up there with like good, you know, early nineties or just nineties, like crime action, crime drama. Like you can do a lot worse. And it sounded like it was a pretty, it was a soft, like for you, Steve, you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Anyhow. I liked it. Right on. Well, uh, even though I didn't select it, I'm going to take it into the batting average. So that gives uh, the show for Steve an approval rate of 84.6%. So, uh, chalk that up as a win. Um, do either of you have any colloquialisms or anything else you want to discuss before we, uh, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Colloquial corner. <laughs> Two phrases that need to die are adult beverages when referring to alcohol <laughs> And every restaurant serving a grown-up mac and or adult mac and cheese. You must get out more than I do because I've never heard. Well, adult beverage that seems so generic to get mad, (laughs) dude. No, because it's a certain type of person that says that. Oh, the same. The person would you like an adult beverage? Yeah, the same. The person that says adult beverage is the female equivalent of the guy that says man cave. 
which is another thing that needs to fucking die. <laughs> or mommy, mommy juice referring to <sighs> wine. What's I don't think fem- I've heard that, but that's fucking terrible. What's what's uh, the female equivalent of the uh, uh, the man cave? What is it? She shed. That's right. Yes, I haven't heard that, but that I got. I, I got my. I probably shed died on the vine. <laughs> I've heard it. I feel like people are like, oh, that's stupid. We don't need to say that." <laughs> but man cave's been going on for far shit, too probably long. two decades at this point. Please stop it called a fucking basement or a garage or a den yeah you don't like you don't get fucking angry when you go to a restaurant and it says grown-up mac and cheese i don't know that i've ever seen that (laughs) oh man (laughs) i don't frequent like applebee's and like zaxby's yeah maybe that's part of it it's like every restaurant in minnesota is like a uh, like a gastro pub. Yeah. So they're the type of place that would have grown up mac and cheese. What's it? Vampire mac and tacos. Cheese with, yeah. It's just mac and cheese with bacon in it. Kids are also allowed to eat bacon. Dude, there is a pub down in here in Fort Wayne that we went to like, or it's like a brewery and they have like 30 different kinds of like crazy ass taco variations like a Philly cheesesteak in a taco or like dumb. Yeah. I I like it. It's pretty bomb. I actually really hate fusion cuisine, especially when it comes to tacos. Like this is a fucking barbecue taco. (laughs) What's your stance on for burrito fusion? (sighs) I don't like it. Not everything belongs in a burrito. This might have ramifications. <laughs> Not into it. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard or if I've shared like I did the. Uh, uh, did, like, I've heard leftover. a few stories of you yeah. in fucking drunken days putting no, your grown up mo- Mac into a fucking tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> Most of these were stone cold sober. So I don't know if Wrong. that helps no. or hurts my cause, but. <laughs> I actually did one just the other day. I did. I had um, uh, sausage links, and I put them in a burrito with uh, home fries and eggs and sharp cheddar. But I took the links and I split them like right down the middle, and I put two or three, and I rolled them up. Or no, no, they weren't sausage links. They were uh, Johnsonville better cheddars. So they were almost, they were like hot dogs. They're hot dogs, basically, with cheese in them. So I did a hot dog breakfast, like... Burrito. Burrito, yeah. That just got bomb. worse with every word that you said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not really a sausage. It's more of a hot dog with cheese it, in it. It's a hot dog. <laughs> it's a No. Dog. No. What was I what was I thinking? I was thinking about doing like an Asian burrito fusion, like uh No. <laughs> I one thing too I've always wanted to play around with is like fried chicken. Or like chi- you know Chinese chicken, how they like what is that that breading in the Chinese chicken? It's like puffy kinda almost. 
I don't know. Is that's not tempura? It's something else. I have something no idea that. what you're talking about. The breading. If you go to a Chinese restaurant and you get Chinese chicken, no. I mean, in flyover country, <laughs> our experience of Chinese food is probably much different from what you grew up with in California. Okay. There's no actual Chinese restaurants here. It's almost like a fish batter, like that kind of like like a thick no. breading, but it's on chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but not tempura. But not tempura. So it's not like no. it's not <laughs> it's not that flaky. It's like puff. It's almost like a puff pastry wrapped around a chicken thigh. Oh, fuck, I no. love thighs. Um, I could go for a chicken thigh right now. Whatever you're thinking of does not exist. <laughs> it does. Not yet, anyway. It's even in the Bare, la- bare Naked Ladies that that you have a drums... Ch- chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your range top chicken? Yeah. Chinese chicken, look it up. It's like... On. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Then, it, then it must be real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I dude, I miss a good taco truck. Good taco wagon. They don't have those out here. I think they, like do they have Taco egg. John's in Indiana? I don't know. Out here they have, uh, fuck, is it Chipotle, Qdoba. Yeah. Airport food. Yeah, they're garb. It's not it's not the real shit. A taco truck in California, it's just it's something else. It's like they still they use lard and like it's the good shit. Oh yeah. Alright. Well All is that right. it for co- <laughs> colloquialisms? Our burrito fusion tangent? Yeah. Dude, I did one with Italian. I did an Alfredo Rito. That was bomb as fuck. Cuz it was it was a it was a deconstructed rotisserie chicken. Was the chicken in the chicken Alfredo? So it like amped it up already off that and then so How leftovers. do you deconstruct Alfredo chicken? Do you not put the sauce on it? <laughs> well, no, it's deconstructed <laughs> from the rotisserie chicken and added into the chicken Alfredo. And then so reconstructed versus, into a burrito. Yes. That's the reconstruction act of, um, yeah, it was bomb. Alfredo noodles, broccoli, rotisserie chicken. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say very one. few things belong in a tortilla. All right. Uh, okay, so looking forward to next week. We are going to cover, we'll be on episode 57. Uh, we're going to be covering The Raid 2 um, with our friends from Ghoulish University. Logan, Naderade, and Thon are going to actually join us. So we'll nice. have a full house. Um, I'm excited. Uh, Thon has hyped this up pretty good so my my expectations are pretty high he said it's like one of the best action films ever i doubt it okay <laughs> i think that's what he said are you familiar with the raid series raid one or two chris 
Um, I'm not sure which one I've seen because the one I have seen is called The Raid Colon Redemption, which sounds <laughs> like that sounds like a sequel to me. Yeah, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's just the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could go another way too if you read it like if colon was an actual word and not <laughs> a symbol. <laughs> The colon redemption. <laughs> uh, that's stupid. Uh, yeah, so we'll be watching that. We'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. So is it is it the second or it is first? we'll be watching number two. Number two. I've heard that they're interchangeable. Like you you don't have to you don't have to watch the first one to enjoy or follow along with the second one. Um, I've heard it compared to the new Judge Dredd that they did with Carl Urban a few very, years ago. I mean, the first one's very similar to that Judge Dredd movie because it's them fighting their way up a high-rise building. Oh, okay. Which is what Judge Dredd is. Right. Okay. But, I, uh, I want to yeah. say the the second one is it's also it kind of use that kind of same plot device. Like it's some kind of confined space that they have to, you know, fight your way through or traverse your way through. So, um, I really liked that fucking, that, that newer judge dread. I thought it was pretty rad. Yeah. Did you like I it? I liked it. It's a pretty good one. It's good action, Steve. It's got a lot of like funky camera angles and like they do, they do a lot of neat stuff. I, I thought Carl Urban was like dead to rights. Like he had the, he had the look for judge dread down. It's like one of the only 3D movies from like that resurgence era where it makes sense for it to be in 3D. Where yeah. Like they actually use it. Yeah. Wow. I could imagine seeing that in theater in 3D would be pretty fucking rad. Cause they have like a drug in this world that like, like you take it and it makes, it makes you feel like, like an intense surge of like euphoria. And it makes it feel like you're experiencing time. Like, one one hundredth or like one one thousandth of a second like in speed so it's just like like the <laughs> slow-mo fucking just like yeah they do a lot of those weird crazy like turnaround 360 scenes with that that, that are pretty fucking rad yeah some and- of those guys from the raid were in the force awakens and also they were like two of them were mark dacascos's henchmen in john wick three Oh, really? Yeah, nice. so they've made a pretty like decent career starting with the raid. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard really good things about the raid, specifically like the fight choreography and like the like the action, the way it the way it unfolds is done really, really well. Um right on. Cool. Um yeah, so we're looking forward to that. So that that'll be next time. Uh if you guys have any questions, please, uh, or hate mail uh, is welcomed as well. Uh, you can reach out to us. Our email is wax at waxingtheporpoise.com or either of our socials. Instagram is waxing the porpoise and Twitter is at waxing the porp. Looking forward a little bit farther out in the future. You had, you had, uh, dropped a couple titles that you'd be interested in, uh, looking at the next one. I was looking at potentially was the place beyond the pines that kind of piqued my interest. Are you feeling more top of mind? You were, you've been talking about Navy seals, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, well, I want to get one that's like a home run, like that you both strongly like. I could just say Ghost in the Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> just go oldies but goldies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard good things about The Place Beyond the Pines, and I th- it looks pretty like it'd be a solid flick. Yeah, it's just hard to please two very shallow, unctuous Philistines. (laughs) (laughs) You bastard. I mean, if if King of New York's not a home run for you, man. (laughs) We are lost. Because I think Place Beyond the Pines is like two and a half hours. That's already minus one star for Steve. Yeah. I don't mind a long one. No, that's fine. Yeah, he likes Zodiac. I feel like there just might not be enough story-wise for Steve to latch on to it, but then Navy SEALs is like, yeah, well, there's there's no story. It's just Top Gun, but Navy SEALs. Well, now... Go on. Yeah, now you're, start, now <laughs> you're starting Sheen. to talk... Yeah, now you're Michael starting to Bean. talk his language. Um... Oh, yeah. Speaking of Top Gun, that just reminded me of something. So Abel Ferrara, before this movie, directed a movie that I want to say was called The Cat Chaser. And that is that movie is the reason Kelly McGillis from Top Gun retired from acting because she said he was such a fucking asshole to her that she didn't want to be in movies anymore. Wow. Damn. Yeah, that's good. That's crazy because you think about it i mean she probably could have wrote her own ticket from (laughs) coming out of top gun i mean she's a good looking woman and she's a good actress so yeah she had it like bang bang so huh you think so i dare you to to google kelly mcgillis now i've seen her now but she's fucking old as fuck that's (laughs) what happens to people so is tom cruise yeah, but he's a yeah, fucking. He stayed freak, in man. acting. He's a millionaire. He fucking can do whatever he wants. Yeah, Scientology. I'm sure he's taking like stem cells and fucking like baby fetuses and like, like he's got a whole red children's blood shit straight. Adrenochrome. He's yep. in Scientology, dude. He's fuck. Yeah, there's there's something going on there. Yeah, um, looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speaking of that, I've been meaning to ask you, Chris, when you're on. I always forget, but uh, have you ever seen Eyes Wide Shut? Fuck Are you a big no. fan of that or no? I just have no interest in it. You have no interest? Is it because of Cruise? I just, like, I'm not a huge Stanley Kubrick fan. I think I've seen, like, ah, two okay. of his movies. One of them, I was like, that's cool. The other one, I was like, that's not so cool. Okay. What Fair were enough. the two? Because I don't know anything, so. I like 2001. <laughs> I don't really like The Shining. Yeah, I I don't think I've seen anything other than that. I, I did see his first film called The Killing, like Philip Marlowe style, like old school noir whodunit, and you follow a PI kind of dude. That's, that's really cool. Uh, but I like 2001 a lot. I like The Shining. Freaked me out as a kid. But yeah, Eyes Wide Show, it's fucking dope. I love it. I think that would be a good one to cover maybe in the future. It's got a lot of it. It's like it hits me like a horror film. Like it's it freaks me out every time I fucking watch it. 
and it's got a ton of layers, a lot of symbology. Uh, symbology. Symbolism. Uh, what I guess about I've, kill- I've seen Full Metal Jacket a Full long Metal time ago. I liked that. Yes. That's yeah. We can't forget that one. Um, have you ever seen Killer Joe? With Sounds Matthew familiar. McConaughey. I think it was Friedkin who delivered directed that. It was like Sounds got pretty a lot of, good. It got a lot of hoopla because it was like <laughs> I think it is still rated NC seventeen. Or maybe they I think they chickened out at the last second they got an R, but so either way there's an is you get to see McConaughey McConaughey's dick in it. No, no <laughs> McConaughey hog. It's Damn. like it but it's a fucked up movie. I'm out. Um i i think i put that one down that could be an interesting one for the three of us to discuss one day too but all right well why don't we try to go with uh maybe navy plan on navy seals then and put place beyond the pines when we're feeling a little bit more heady hell yeah all right coolio right on well thanks as always we appreciate you making the time and gracing us with your presence chris and steve anytime it's been fun. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week with the Raid Deuce with Ghoulish Uni. Check it out. Goodbye. Bye.